Hey everyone, welcome to Are You Afraid of Ghosts? I'm Jessica. I'm Shelly. Hi Shelly. You know that creepy laugh at the end of that song sounds a little bit like they'd be black-eyed children. Yes. Remember that episode? Yes. Oh, like the black-eyed children who comes inside and then starts laughing because you let them inside. Oh no. Where they knock on your door and say, give me a ride. <laughs> You must. You in. must let me in. You must. Let you me must in. invite me in. You know, and I'm always one of those people that leave. Like, I always see someone walking on the side of the road, and I, I want to give them a ride so badly, but I I'm never not, would. But I just want to I know. because I'm a kind soul. I know. But then I'm a bitch because I keep going. You know, it's like what did what did the MFM lady say? They say <clears throat> fuck, fuck politeness. Yes, fuck politeness. You kind of have to. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I feel like you can't trust anyone. Although I did, I will say, this is not a creepy story. This is actually a sweet story, but, um, you know, not all people are evil. But oh, I did good. I did help last summer a, a little old lady that was walking on the side of the road. And she just seemed a little disoriented here. She had, like, pretty much escaped from the local, like, nursing home that was really? around the corner. And she's like... You can just drop me off at the street light down. The, I'm like, I'm, it's 90 degrees out, lady, and you have a sweater oh on. No. So we actually, like, put her in the car. It was Ken and I. and Well, you weren't alone. That's yeah, good. Yeah. So we were, we, we, we all. did you bring her? It was like a, picking up a grandmother, you know? Yeah. And we brought her back, and they didn't even know she was missing. What? Yeah. So if that you is see a story. A, you see a rogue old lady, you know. Bring her back to the nursing home. Bring her back to the nursing home. That's oh my like, that's, gosh, that's frightening. Right? So sometimes politeness can help because, like, I just think if my grandmother was out on the side of the road, I'd hope somebody would get totally her. Totally depends. It also helps if you're with someone. <clears throat> yes. Like, I made my boyfriend get out and he needed to interact yeah. with her. Yeah. Because if she was a crazy old lady, you don't know. You know, whatever. I don't know. Maybe I could have handled her, but we'll see. <laughs> anyway, we'll see. I will not be fighting old ladies. <laughs> On the side of the road. <laughs> I don't know where this story went real quick, but <laughs> this is not what we're talking about tonight. But speaking of ladies, I'm going to read the uh, the remainder of my re- Reader's Digest. Remember, a good mm-hmm. old reader Reader's Digest is now on the internet. It is. It is. No longer the little book in the bathroom. It is no longer that raggedy bathroom book. <laughs> um, so this story is called The Red Lady of Huntington College. And keep in mind, folks, I have not read either one of these, so Shelly and I will be both reacting accordingly. Here's a story that dates back to 1910, but almost any student at Huntington College in Montgomery, Alabama, should recognize it. Well, we're not from there, so we're not going to recognize it. We're not going to recognize it. That's because the events that led up to it said to have actually happened. As the story goes, in 1910, a young woman who was new to the school was known for her love of the color red. Sadly, she was also known for being strange and a loner. You know, all those loners that wear red. I hate the color red. Can I just say red? That's okay. No. Uh, so if you love the color... I'm not going to say anymore. It reminds me of like The Village and Night Shyamalan. Yep. Like, the red is the bad color. <sighs> just, yeah, I don't know what it is. No. But she loves the color red and she's strange. And a loner. Red flags. Yeah, there you go. All the red flags. As the first term got underway, the young woman grew increasingly isolated. Eventually, she took her life by slashing her wrists. That's really sad. Jesus. Her body was discovered in a red gown. 
drenched in blood. From then on, students and faculty have been reporting sightings of a young woman dressed all in red. Ooh, she's appeared all around the college's campus. The figure, dwelling in perpetual isolation, is often cited as a reminder of the importance of being kind to one's peers. Hmm. Oh, the irony. Yeah. Of politeness, but... Of politeness. Would you haunt... <clears throat> if you could? If you were like... Fuck yeah. Yeah? Me too. I'd scare the shit out of people. I always say, you know, what's that, uh, that, that joke that I hear that they actually bury people with bras on? They put bras on corpses. What? And if someone buries me in a fucking bra... I never thought about that. I will come back and haunt <laughs> them. <laughs> oh my god. I have never thought about that. <laughs> oh, they fucking... Oh. It's so interesting. It's it's. I know. It put me in a bra yeah. and I'm haunting your ass. For the rest of my dead life? No, thank you. No, thank you. Okay, well, if you see anyone in red... <laughs> Jesus... Don't be nice to them. Um, the Ashley Street Ghost. Huntington College is just one of many haunted haunted colleges in America. Ooh, we'll have to look into that one. Oh, I know Ursinus is haunted, by the way. It's like right down the I street. I have friends who went there. Yep. Okay, well, that's what another you know, one. Have some We're stories. Gonna... Damn. Don't go to college. They're Ooh. all haunted. <laughs> Sorry. Don't go to the bathroom. Don't go to college. <laughs> Don't go into the basement. Just don't do anything. We're motivational speakers, <laughs> folks. We're going to just quit our full-time jobs. And be <laughs> motivate mo- you not mo- to do things. Motivate you to do absolutely nothing with your life. Sit on your couch and watch TV. <laughs> and don't ever go to the bathroom. <laughs> Sponsored by... No, I'm just... <laughs> Charmin toilet paper. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Okay. <laughs> okay, seriously, though. <laughs> This is called the Ashley Street Ghost. Like I said, Huntington College is just one of the many haunted colleges in America, each with its own ghost stories. Mm -hmm. This next true tale comes from the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor. The haunting happened in 1972 at a party hosted by University of Michigan students living on Ashley Street. A 15-year-old girl who probably had no business being there in the first place suddenly felt a strange bone-chilling cold according to the Michigan Daily. In an attempt to warm up, she went upstairs, because heat rises, we guess. That's when things really went awry. One of the walls of the house started moving. What? What? A whole wall? And a black shadow approached the girl. Meanwhile, downstairs, posters were spontaneously popping off the walls and falling into a growing pile on the floor. Yeet yourself out of there, girl. <laughs> Yeet! <laughs> girl! <laughs> Hold on, but let's just say a, let's just say The a wall prayer. is moving? Let's just say a prayer for posters on the wall in 1972. Oh. We used to have posters. Okay, sorry. Back to the scary <laughs> stuff. The girl wandered back downstairs where she found herself saying these strange words. The drugs and addiction were my fault, and I accept responsibility for that, but I was not that way deep down inside. I want to apologize to everyone involved for what I have done. What is happening? What made those words even stranger was that the girl did not do drugs, let alone have an addiction. Was she being possessed? I think so. Her words didn't seem all that strange to the students who lived in the house. Before they moved in, the house had been inhabited by a man with a very serious addiction. Mm. 
The reason he no longer lived there, he had died of a heroin overdose. Has the ghost of Ashley Street made any more appearances? That remains a mystery. Weird. So, Very layered. I want to know more. Yeah. I the know. wall was moving? That's so strange. And why were the posters flying out the wall? And then, yeah. then she all of a sudden was like a robot. Yeah. That's creepy. If any of your children just start saying weird shit, please. I am not going to be that parent that's like, you're crazy. No. I would never do that. Believe the children. I will totally believe the children. But not the black-eyed children. No. I do not believe them. Fuck them kids. Fuck them them (laughs) black-eyed children. (laughs) Them kids can't get a ride. (laughs) Jesus. All right. That reminds me. So, like, the um, there's one episode of Haunted, and I, I was researching it because I wanted to, like, do a full episode on it, but there wasn't enough on there. But, like, the Henry Croft house in somewhere in Canada. Okay. Uh, now I'm going to do a whole episode on it. But basically, there's, like, one incident where like literally like the furniture starts toppling over and this is an entire family in a room describing this and the mom is like crying stop when there's more than one witness that's when you know it's real yeah the the they're like in their 40s now and whatever and like the the sister was like that was the worst night of my life and like the mom is like crying she's like i came home and i saw plates like smashed into the wall and furniture was turned over that, it just reminded me, like, oh when you God. said, like, the wall started moving. I'm like, shit like that happens. And you can't explain it. And how, But when there's you... multiple witnesses, like, what do you do with that? Um, burn the house to the ground? Well, they moved. Yeah, I would. And I, you have to watch that episode. I have to. Now, that I'm is, not watching it tonight. Don't I, watch it tonight. Already, <laughs> watch it during the day. I'm already, you know, traumatized. Invite Ken over, watch it during the day. Yeah, at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Don't watch it here (laughs) in my house. Seriously. Oh, my God. Sorry. Anyway, sorry. No. No, I I can't. (laughs) I'm now, like, all of a sudden thinking about a whole bunch of people in a room just seeing all the same thing. That's got to be wild. Yeah. Okay, this one's called The Ghost of Frederick Jordan. This real-life ghost story concerns a man named Frederick Jordan who held one of the most lonely and desolate jobs in in existence. Hmm. Jordan was the lighthouse keeper for Penfield Reef Lighthouse off the coast of Fairfield, Connecticut. Lighthouses are so haunted. Like, all of them are haunted. You can look it up. Stop. Every lighthouse, like old lighthouse, is haunted. Anyway, moving on. No, I need to know more. Okay. (laughs) Built in 1874, the lighthouse was primarily a way of warning ships of a treacherous hidden reef responsible for more than its fair share of harbor accidents. In 1916, Frederick Jordan was the head lighthouse keeper. Tragically, he drowned in a boating accident just before Christmas 1916 when he was caught in a gale while rowing home to see his family. Mm. That's sad. Mm. Ever since then... Lighting and equipment malfunctions in the lighthouse have been blamed on Jordan's spiritual presence. But even more chilling is that keepers of the Penfield Reef Lighthouse often find the lighthouse logbook open to the day Jordan died. Oh my gosh, that's I love that. And, and I local hate that. <laughs> and 
locals have recounted witnessing an unidentifiable figure appearing on the water to help stray boats find their way to safety near the reef. He's a nice ghost. He is. He's just trying to help. Yeah, like guardian angel ghost. Yeah, we like him. Yeah. Oh, poor Jordan. Yeah. But that's creepy with the book. The I love that, and I hate that. <laughs> It's a love-hate relationship. <laughs> All right, this one's called The Ghost Who Came to Play. This true ghost story might strike you as more awe than eek. Okay, But only until you consider that we really have no idea what our four-legged friends can sense that we cannot. Yep. <laughs> can dogs see ghosts? Yep. Yes, they can. Well... There are plenty of dog experts out there, including veterinarians, who will attest to the fact that there's lots of documentation that could support the notion that dogs can sense paranormal activity. Mm -hmm. As Jesus Aramendi, DVM, a senior veterinarian for Chewy, put it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then there's the fact that this story came to Reader's Digest directly from a well-known psychic medium, Christy Robinet, who has a strong record for using her ghost whispering skills to help detectives solve conf- confounding cases. Marlene settled onto her onto her side of the bed and patted Jack's pillow beside her, Robinette told Reader's Digest. A year had gone by, but Marlene was still adjusting to widowhood. Maybe it was crazy to think that after 40 years of marriage, she would ever adjust. Elmer, the golden retriever, seemed to understand this from the very first. That cold, moonless night, when Marlene returned alone from the hospital, Elmer did something he'd never done before. He jumped up on Jack's side of the bed and lay his head on the pillow. Hmm. Jack would never have allowed it, Robinette pointed out, but Marlene didn't shoo him off. Instead, she lay down beside Elmo and let the peaceful sound of his snoring lull her to sleep. The next night was the same, and the night after that. Over the past year, it had grown into a comforting routine, but not tonight. Tonight was the first time Elmer had left Marlene alone in the bed since Jack's passing. But hearing nails clicking on the wood floor downstairs, Marlene recognized the sound of Elmer requesting outsies. Mm-hmm. With a sigh, Marlene made her way down the stairs to the foyer. But Elmer wasn't pacing in front of the big oak door. Rather, he was dancing and wagging and wiggling and bowing, just like he used to do when Jack would come home from work. Yeah, it really is. To Marlene, it felt as if Jack had just come home. And Robinette, who is known for her remarkable intuition about these things, believes that is indeed what happened. See, I love that. I love, like, (sighs) so many times people think, like, paranormal stuff is just all creepy. But, like, sometimes it's very comforting. Like, I have friends who, like, experience things and, like, a a loved one that has passed. And they, like... They just have this overwhelming sense that it's that loved one. And it's comforting. And there's no explanation for it, but it's not creepy. It's just like... I mean... I love that. I love that too. And, you know, I've had grandparents pass away, and as many of us have, and my grandfather used to smoke cigars. And I remember specifically one time... um, my ex and I were pulling up to like, you know, a Dunkin' Donuts or something to run in and grab a coffee. And he ran in and I was by myself in the car. And all of a sudden, the whole car 
filled with the smell of cigars. Wow. And neither of us smoke cigars. Neither of us even smoke cigarettes or anything. It was just this overwhelming... Did you immediately, like, feel like... Yeah. yeah. It was just... It, I mean, it was very comforting, but I couldn't even... I mean, I obviously burst into tears, but... You know, he comes back in the car and he's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, the whole car, do you smell that? And he smelled it. That's great. Oh, so like, I wasn't crazy. No, I know. But I forgot all about that. But, you know, a lot of sweet things have happened. Um, That's so cool. Yeah. I love stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, so sweet. <laughs> so the next story I'm going to skip because I think uh, we should actually do a whole episode on the Roanoke Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a hole. Yeah, that's rabbit that. hole. So this one's called The Princes in the Tower. <clears throat> this is the story of two young princes, brothers Edward and Richard, who were imprisoned in the Tower of London to prevent them from becoming king and heir apparent, respectively. In April 1483, when King Edward IV died, his eldest son, Edward V, who was just 12 years old, briefly became king. Because of his young age, he had a, reason, a regent appointed. That regent was the young king's uncle, known as the Duke of Gloucester. This uncle was known to be deeply resentful that the boys even existed. If it weren't for them, he would have been next in line at succession. Sounds like every, every. terrible <laughs> medieval movie. It's always the weird uncle that wants to kill the children. Yep. What happened next is shrouded in mystery. Indeed, it is one of the strangest British royal family mysteries. It appears that the young king and his brother, Richard, the Duke of York, were kidnapped and locked away in the Tower of London, after which the Duke of Gloucester declared himself King Richard III. The two young princes were never seen or heard from again, and two small skeletons that were eventually found in the tower are believed to be all that's left of them, other than ghostly apparitions, that is. British papers have reported on visitors who claim to have seen the ghostly figures. Is it tabloid fodder or proof of the paranormal? That's for you to decide. Remind me that we need to do an entire episode on the Tower of London. Oh my because god. Because holy no- hell. I know nothing about. So haunted. Beyond. Yeah. Oh we should go. Yeah. I mean road trip. I mean <laughs> plane trip. Plane trip. <laughs> yeah. And if you live near there, because we know people listen in other countries, please... You Tell know, us. Book us a tour or something, you know. We'll stay with you. And, oh, yeah, book us. Yep. Yeah. I agree with that. You know, we'll Airbnb it or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. Another one. These are all short, by the way. The Ghost of the Hanged Man. One theme that many ghost stories have in common is that they offer a sense of justice in return for, the, for a wrongful death. This particular ghost story, however, offers a somewhat different take. It's about wrongful treatment and death and revenge in the afterlife. I'm telling you, I'm going to haunt someone's ass. They put a bra on me. On October 13th, 1877, Robert Schmall, I guess that's how you say his name, was hanged after a trial that found him guilty of a terrifying and inexplicable murder spree. The townspeople were filled with so much anger and hatred that they left his blood, his body hanging for days. Mm. As the tale goes, not one of the townspeople demonstrated even a shred of remorse, let alone forgiveness. Well... He went on a murdering spree, so... Yeah. Whatever. Leave him hang there. Since then, he has said to been... He is said to have haunted... I can't talk today. Has been said it's to like, haunt, the, haunt the town. 
Those who have seen him say that he appears so as a wait, ghostly wait, male. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He goes on a murder spree. Yeah. Now he's haunting everyone. He's, he's just still. Fuck a, that guy. He's still a dick in the afterlife. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Hang him again. Hang him again. <laughs> those, have, those who have seen him say that he appears as a ghostly male figure, but as soon as a figure registers in your mind, it disappears. Somewhat maddening into the darkness. Uh, I hate when things disappear into the darkness. I hate... Uh, uh, I just hate things. I hate things <laughs> that I can't explain. I hate it when it's like, I know something's going on, but I can't explain it, and I feel utterly crazy. Like, that just sucks. It is hard to explain to people when things happen like that. Like People want to, like, they want to tell you, like, there's a logical <clears throat> explanation, but sometimes there isn't. No. And they don't... This is the thing. You get the, you get the non-believers that are very skeptical, and then they make you feel even more crazy. <sighs> yeah. Like, I just know... I could, you know, a handful of boyfriends I've had that just don't believe... In any of it. Mm-hmm. So being that I believe in it so much, things that were like comforting to me, you know. Yeah. You know, I, I just wanted to believe that it was them, you know. And they never were mean about it, but it's just, you know, when you don't believe it, it's different. It's hard to explain to someone who doesn't even have the open mind. But like, I just don't understand having that mentality of like, you can't. Mm-hmm have an open mind enough to like be like there are some things I cannot explain like yeah. can you explain feelings no. can you explain I don't know other things that I can't explain like there are things in mm. the world that you cannot explain just accept that yeah. and move on yeah like we've both experienced personally things that we can't explain it's not logical like, but that the, the doesn't make re- it not real I know and the whole reason that I started this podcast was because I experienced something mm-hmm. and it was, it just was so crazy that I can't, I still to this day, like I'm so It was crazy. a, you, I mean. It was a person. It was a person that walked by, right? Like I'm talking like three feet away from me. That's wild. Like think about like I was on the edge of, like the door opening was right there, like right there. And I was sitting here. You thought it was a person. I thought it was his dad. Yeah. Because I said, was that your dad? And he's like, you see them too? Yeah. Right? He froze <laughs> and looked at me and I said, oh, is that your dad? And he's like, no, he's sleeping. I said, well, then who just like walked past? Mm-hmm. And then he said, oh, you can see them too. So wait. So, you know, back to that story. That's the very first episode. If Go you know, listen to it. Oh, my God. Crazy, crazy. Love it. There are pictures. You can you, you can <sighs> Google this house and see pictures of it, and it's wild. It's it's so wild. It's bizarre. You wouldn't even believe. It doesn't make any sense. And if you walk, if you drive past it, it looks even more beat up and abandoned, and has like construction vehicles in the driveway. Do people still live there? I don't know, and I'm kind of scared to find out because the last I heard. This was, I don't even know what year it was. Oh my God, probably 15 years ago was when I that happened. Mm-hmm. He said that they, when they were moving out, that they were going to somehow turn it into like a B&B. <laughs> okay. So it's not a B&B. I was going to say, I would never stay there. And then simultaneously, <laughs> I was like, I want to stay there tomorrow. <laughs> 
What is wrong with me? I kind of want to knock on the door and say, hi, I used to know the previous owner and we just want to like take a nap on the couch. Take a nap. Don't mind us. We're just going to be napping on the front lawn. Uh, we could record there. Wait, is it an Airbnb? No. Because that place is literally like, it looks like no one lives there and everyone lives there. (laughs) If that makes any sense. It makes a lot of sense to me. There's too many people that live there. It's like, nobody ever goes in, and nobody, nobody ever, ever comes out. out. Yeah. Let's not go in. It's really walk in the chocolate factory <laughs> story. Oh, my All God. Right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I have to go by. Wait, you live near there, right? Yeah. Still? Yeah. I feel like I'm, I'm coming to your house for something in, like, a couple weeks, so maybe Yay. I'll drive by there first. Oh, my God. I need to see it with my own eyes. I feel like you need to see it in the day. You need to see it in the daytime because the nighttime yeah. you'll, you'll just be really confused on like you'll probably just see like outlines of things. <laughs> it's still there. It's like so strange. It is so strange. <sighs> so everybody go listen to the first episode oh. of this podcast because it's very worth it. You can Google it. You can look at it and it makes no sense. And it's, Jessica experienced it. Yeah, I mean, that was a wild uh couple of weeks of dating this guy, you know, and um, thank you for the experience, Jeremy. (laughs) Thanks, Jeremy. You'll never listen to this podcast, I'm sure, ever in your life, but I will tell you, if I ever run into you one day, (laughs) that you inspired this entire podcast. Hmm. All right. Well, Shelly, anything else for the evening? No. I am good. (laughs) I am spoots. Time for bed. It is time for bed. All right, everyone, you can reach us on Facebook, Are You Afraid of Ghosts? You can send all your stories. Please send your stories mm-hmm. to Ghosts at gmail.com. And we are on Instagram and Twitter. And please, if you wanted to sponsor this podcast, feel free to send us a message. We'd love to have you. Um, if not, just continue to be our friend and listen to our ridiculous stories and Subscribe. Subscribe. Comment. Yes. Leave us love messages. Leave all the review. things. Yes. And be our friend. Be our friend. All right. All right. Hope everyone sleeps well. Bye. Bye.